Hello, what have we here? Welcome to IDP Nation, the place for IDP and draft coverage. We are your hosts, Dan and Daryl. We have you covered from your LB1 Year Taxi Squad. We are IDP Nation. And we're back once again on IDP Nation here with. My buddy Daryl. How's it going, Daryl? What's going on, Dan? Done too much. Just uh, living the corona life. <laughs> Which is uh, strange and new every day. I am on spring break, technically, so I am on kind of a vacation. A staycation, I guess. Right. So, uh, so Yeah. That's about me. Uh, you uh, you have a couple days off, but you've been working, correct? Yes, we're still working. Luckily, some of the stuff we do goes to hospitals, so there you go. That's uh, I think that's keeping us essential. So yeah, definitely. But the hours have been reduced, no overtime, all that good stuff. So yeah, off for Good Friday and this weekend. So I'm going to take full advantage and try to rest up and do a bunch of fantasy stuff and uh, maybe be a little inebriated maybe 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 Isn't that like every 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 time we record possibly possibly okay i will not confirm you, or deny you plead the fifth that's right okay uh, so we got a couple exciting things going on. You said fantasy stuff this weekend. Uh, we are getting the pre-draft stuff wrapped up for the magazine that we've been working on uh, as yes. far as the, um, I forget the official title of it, um, the Dynasty Football Digest IDP yes. Guys magazine, um, which is a conglomerate of a lot of different websites uh, working together, kind of pitching in, being being yes, a lot of great people, big happy community. Uh, I think coach coach is the uh, like project manager, I believe. Yeah, so coach is kicking ass on this thing. Yeah, he is. He's contributed a lot. Yes, definitely. Um, and we got some rankings to do still. Uh, so we are going to be busy working on that. I know I have a few guys I still have to watch, D-linemen and edge guys. Um, I watched a few linebackers that I didn't write up this today just to kind of get a, a feel for them a little bit. Um, that's what we're going to talk about today is linebackers, the top five, uh, our top five linebackers coming out this year. And where do we see them going uh, we'll kind of take a look at a mock draft and see where the kind of consensus thinks these guys are going. Um, and, you know, I, I don't know about you, uh, but I've been playing around with some mock draft tools, just kind of seeing where guys fit, um, seeing, you know, draft needs and stuff of, of who could possibly get. Miami has so many picks. I, I did a mock draft of Miami the other day, and it was ridiculous how many picks they have. <laughs> they could draft a whole starting lineup if, if they could, you know. I know they're right. 
Um, they got a bunch of guys in free agency, but yeah, it's, it's crazy how many picks they have. They're going to trade up, I think, with some of them, package some, because they can't use all of them. You think right. they would. Yeah. Especially with some of the veteran additions like Vinoy and people they've got from New England. I, I think they're going to use some of these picks and move up and get a big star, so we'll see. Yeah, I mean, they could use some things, definitely. Yeah, but they could. Looking around, it's kind of like uh, I don't know. It's like linebacker wise, you have too many right now. You know what I mean? So it's like yeah, yeah. It's just crazy of of how many picks they have though. And I have a video that's loading. I don't know why. I don't want to load here. <laughs> So if something pops up here, I apologize. I'm trying to click on some stuff here. Uh, but anyway, we have um, linebackers to talk about today. That's where we're going to start with. Um, actually, we're going to start with the news, I guess. What's in the yeah. news, Daryl? Yeah, we got a few little things here. Um, the Cowboys signed Alden Smith to a one-year, $2 million deal. Hard to believe he's going to possibly be back in the league. But I thought that was a joke, to be honest. I did too at first, but it seems to be a thing. I mean, they did sign him, so we'll see. Uh, I mean, it's a cheap deal, I know, and it's, you know, if he screws up, he's gone again. But we said right. that last time, too. I mean, is Randy yeah. Gregory going to come back alongside of him? Like, uh, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Were that's that's uh, going to be the next one. You know, were, were they teammates in rehab? You know, <laughs> the mean machine? Right. It was only funny um, because the Atlanta Falcons uh, jerseys, the Carolina Panthers had that tweet that oh, man. tore them that apart. That was great. Nothing like that some good, so good old-fashioned ribbing. But yeah, those those <laughs> Falcons jerseys—they should have just left them alone. I <laughs> should have. What do you think of the Bucks um, jerseys? I think they're just kind of plain. Yeah, I mean, I don't hate them. Don't necessarily they, like them. I'll they just... should have brought back the cream sickles. Is what they should have done. That's what the America oh, wants. Awesome. America wants yeah. the cream sickle. Give the people what they want. Exactly. Oh man! But anyway, uh, um, that was that was some next. NFL news. But yeah, and Gawkway still says recently he was on a TV sh- uh, episode, the sports episode, and uh, he still wants out of Jacksonville. Um, does this mean he's going to hold out if they don't cave and uh, and uh, trade him somewhere? Who knows? I mean, it remains to be seen, but. You know, he's not wavered on this since day one when he first said, I want out of there. So, he told Interesting them before to they franchised him. He was hoping they wouldn't franchise him, but we all knew better. Right. Yeah, um, I mean, they were going to, but does he hold out? I mean, he's not sound as tender. I mean, with the whole season up in the air still, there's plenty of time. But Don't you put that on me, Ricky Bobby. I'm with you. If I if I miss my football, it's not going to be good. You, I'm going to be very angry. Yeah, it's a. I mean, to to put it in perspective, 
you know, the state of Pennsylvania just shut down schools for the rest of the year. I saw that. I saw that. So I'll be teaching. Some Not good, I guess I'll learn how to be a cyber school teacher. This is what I'll be doing. Uh, oh, but anyway. Bless those poor kids. Personal note. I can mute them. <laughs> so, uh, Like you do me? Yes, like I can do you. <laughs> I can mute you. Absolutely. Uh, we're not on Zoom, uh, though. I know a lot of people are using Zoom, but anyway. Um, and that's the way they're going to hold the draft, uh, um, is yep. through Zoom and stuff. Um, but yeah, like, I honestly think, and Notre Dame's AD came out the other day and said they can't see playing empty stadium games for college. If there's a season I'm afraid isn't going to happen, it's the college season. Possibly, but... Because NFL will just push stuff back. But don't you think that's kind of being selfish in a way? Oh, we can't see playing games with empty stadiums. That's because that money's not going to be in your pocket. You're going to have a bigger problem if football doesn't play at all. Sure, the fans want to go see it live, but... In the bigger scheme of things, if they have to watch games from home with empty stadiums, I think they'll take that any day of the week rather than not having it at all. I was watching uh, the SEC championship game from 1997 today. Peyton Manning and the Tennessee Volunteers. There you go. See, I'm rubbing off on you. And then Drew Brees uh, for playing for Purdue. Uh, his Ooh, senior damn. year, and then Aaron Aaron Rodgers was uh, playing for Cal. <laughs> they they had ESPNU had a bunch of classic games on. And yeah, I've been sitting up late at night watching games. I watched uh, the national championship semifinals from last year, the championship game. I watched the championship watched... game the other day. Yeah, yeah. So there's been some good games, which is has been actually been fitting because i need to do some scouting for the these rookies and stuff so it's allowing me to go back and kind of watch and and get a little more insight and perspective on them so i I ain't totally hating it but uh, well my scouting report on peyton manning is he's gonna be pretty good (laughs) uh hall of fame caliber career you know what thank you for that i'm gonna go into the future about 15 years and uh (laughs) lay some bets on that (laughs) Heck of a kid, that Peyton Manning. Well, you know, he wants to be just like his dad when he grows up, so. It's true. I, I hear that he's got a brother, too. Oh, really? Cooper's his name. He's supposed oh, to be Cooper. just as good. Does he play football, too? He does. Well, <laughs> he, he tried to. Uh, anyway, enough joking around. Any more news besides um, uh brandon cooks becoming a texan yeah. and deshaun watson losing his mind few little things jadavian Clowney still unsigned has news. Lowered it's his... old news yeah but he it, it keeps changing a little you know he's reduced his asking price from 20 million down to the 17 19 million and just the other day i saw that he's willing to take a one or two year offer so I just the market's not there because these yeah. teams can't get him in there to check out his medicals. Um, me and you've talked about him plenty on the show, so I think that's where it at. I think I think the Browns are have been rumored in it. The Titans have been rumored in it. Um, Seattle's still been rumored in it a little bit. Mm, I, Seattle made their last offer, I believe, the other day. 
Yeah, and from what I to read, piggyback off that, they signed um, Benson Mayoa. Mayoa, yes. Yeah, Mawa, or however you say it. So he had a pretty good I season last year. He did, and I think these little signings like this kind of and, – and you're a big Seattle guy, so you know more than I do, but don't you think these little signings like this kind of suggest that they're – Hey, we've we've tried our best with um, with Clowney. He doesn't want to sign, so I think we're going to move on a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I would say they definitely they they made their last offer. He turned it down. They're like, okay. And I think for him, if that's the case, Seattle's moving on. I think he would be smart to jump on something that Tennessee offers because I think Tennessee is the best chance he's got right now to be a contender because the Browns, they're not a contender. Now, you pair him with Miles Garrett, that's one heck of a bookend, but... Here's the deal, though. Do you want money or do you want to play for a contender? There you go. And I think... That's what it comes down to. Normally, your first free agent contract, you go for the money. Yep, and I think the time is contender piece. The second time, you go for a contender. Yep. It's it's. There's no question he's talented, and we like I said, we spoke on this many times. Yeah. Uh, can he stay healthy? That's a big concern. Um, you're not paying. I think me and you talked about you're not really paying on what he gives you for a full season, but how many impact plays per game he can give yeah. you. You're, you're not and, paying for stats. Right. Um, you know, I think if he really truly wants to be a contender, he signs with the Titans. If not, then he chases the money with the Browns or one of these other teams. And if he, you know, or he would have went back to Seattle as well. So we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I think that ship has sailed for Seattle. So I, I do think too. it's going to be somebody else. And so we mentioned Mayo signing. Yep. The Raiders signed Demarius Randall, the safety, to a one-year prove-it deal. I kind of like it for both of them. So it's going to be um, him and Abram. They also signed Jeff Heath, so I guess they don't like Jeff Heath all around that much. I think Heath is going to be more of a backup. Randall's going to slot in as the free safety next to Abram. Um, and Randall gives him a little bit of flexibility because he's played corner, too. He broke in the yeah. league as a corner with Green Day, so yeah. he gives him a little flexibility there. One-year deal, he's going to be motivated. I yeah. like it for both. You see what they felt about him at, at corner. They moved him to safety real quick. Well, true, but I'm just saying he do, he does have the ability to play it a little bit. But you didn't mention that the Chargers are might possibly be shopping Desmond King. I saw that. I saw that. And I, how do you feel? I really don't know what to think about that. I really don't. Why sign Chris Harris if you're just going to shop the younger version? I mean, I'm not. I don't. I don't know about coverage wise. If King, I, I don't know. I mean, Harris I is a lockdown by. corner, but why would you pay Chris Harris and then trade Desmond King? Like, that seems backwards on a team that's obviously rebuilding without a quarterback. Right. I mean, I still like King in the right situation. I think he'd be even better than what he is in San Diego. Or, shit, not San Diego, Los Angeles. My bad. He could go anywhere. Speaking of Los Angeles, uh, you're going to get a double dip of hard knocks. Oh, yeah, I saw that. That's craziness. That's great. Double the teams. But can they beat what Oakland put together last year? I think the, Oakland, the Antonio I think Brown circus. I don't think this was an HBO drama last year with Antonio Brown. So yeah, and then Abram. I think everybody was tuning in, tuning in to watch Abram. I, I know I was. 
I mean, we're defensive guys. I mean, I don't think most of the country knew who Jonathan Abram was. Well, shame on them. Shame just, on just them. Being honest, I get it. I get it. And you're right. Brown's just the big attraction. Honest. You know, the main draw. But there was a lot of storylines last year. Abram. Abram trying to kill people. Uh, Max Crosby. I think that was a big story last year. Yeah, he uh, ended up playing well. So, I mean, there was a lot of pieces there. So, I mean, last year was probably one of my favorites. So, you yeah. know, the Chargers and the Rams this year, I'll be interested to see how they work a double team like that. Well, um, they're all in the same stadium. Like, I mean, I know they'll have different training camp spots. but Well, when you suck as bad as they do, you've got to sh- share a stadium. Yeah. So. Um, There's a joke about uh, if the NFL season goes on without fans, and they said, well, ask the Chargers how their season went last year. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> oh, man. That was great. But, yeah. But uh also saw another joke that Jameis Winston was signing with the Tampa Bay Vipers because he didn't want to move. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, it'll be interesting. Uh, there's still a lot of um, big fish out there to be signed. Um, and I think a lot of the guys that are left to be signed are health risks. Logan which I think still is why they haven't been signed yet. People want to get a look at them and they can't right now. Yep. Travel's pretty much, uh, I think, non-existent across the country except for essential business. Which... So for as much as we all across the entire world hate this coronavirus and what it's done, how it's affecting us, it is going to change the NFL this year because these teams can't get these guys in to look at them. They can't interview them. This could be a game-changing year just because of what's going on right now. It's going to be – I think it's going to change a lot of things. I do. Well, yeah, but I mean – Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, it, it, it's it's huge. I mean, yeah. it's impactful. We'll leave it at that. I don't want to get into politics and, and such. But anyway. Um, is there any more news? I mean, there's really uh, Yeah, one been... quick note. Um, and Dan, you know this. I mean, you play in a lot of the same leagues that are super deep leagues. You know, 50, 60 players, <laughs> taxi squads deep IR, so it's kind of hard to find guys. Um, and this was a guy that may not, many, most people probably won't even know, won't even, haven't even heard of. I hadn't until last year's preseason, and he kind of flashed, and I grabbed him up in a couple spots, uh, and then he didn't do anything last year. But word out of Falcons camp, according to uh, – their head coach is defensive end John Kaminsky is to have an increased role this year with um, Beasley gone. With Beasley gone and what's the other one? Help me. Zach McKinley not being very good. No. Well, true, but the other one. <laughs> uh, Alan Bailey. No. He's a younger guy like uh, Oh, crap. I, anyway, point is He's going to get a supposedly going to get a better look. So if you're in super deep leagues, I almost guarantee you can pick him up off waivers. Um, if if by some chance somebody owns him, I bet you can get him as an add-in or a throw-in. So uh, 
you know what it's going to cost you relatively nothing take a chance on him take a flyer um you never know yep absolutely uh always looking for those deep dives um i have not really been digging around my leagues too much just because i i am not really pro trading until i see where the landing spots are some of these guys for for draft wise right um and i got some people you know banging down the door trying to make trades and i'm like pump the brakes man like especially debbie leagues right now yeah i see you made a trade today in the league you joined my home league i did yes i I got i dropped back five spots and picked up hunter henry so i was like whatever that was a crazy good trade on your part i was like done i I mean well i have a team i need to rebuild you do that from what i gather this was a piecemealed uh team is that what i'm gathering yeah kind of yeah i mean it's rough i don't have Um, a quarterback oh well i do i have four of them so feel free to i have four tight ends now so you were telling me how many tight ends do i need to cut well, that's the thing. During the off season, there's really no limits to roster. We expand to 45 during the season. We're at 40. Um, but like I said, during the off season, we I'm you know I'm the commission, so we're pretty lenient. You can have whatever or whoever. But during the season, we have roster limits at each position. So it, it kind of forces this league's kind of set up to force you to make moves. So, uh, you know, one big thing that I know you're going to love, you're going to be forced to carry four corners. So, uh, oh, Jesus Christ. I was, already <laughs> looking, I was already looking to cut one. So, we start two corners each week. So, oh, and I you saw gotta that. Have, there's no flexibility. And you got to no have flexes. four on your roster. No, there's no flexibility. So, I saw that. I'm like, oh, man, this is going to be really <laughs> But I had one league disintegrate. Um, it was a triple flex. So if you oh, didn't wow. have quarterbacks, you had no chance. So. But yeah, if you need a quarterback, hit me up in this league. I've yeah, got four. Yeah, yeah, I'll talk to you. We'll, we'll see. I think I have Joe Flacco. Oh, well, you're all set then. I have Kyle Allen. I think I took the team because this team had Kyle Allen. I mean, the wide receivers are good. I thought you took it because it had a few Seahawks on it. No, I took it because of the wide receivers. Debo, Curtis Samuel. There's one more. It's Not to get crazy. off topic too much here, but what do you think about Kyle Allen? I mean, really. I mean, doesn't it tell you something that Ron Rivera took over the Redskins, has Dwayne Haskins, could have had Cam Newton if he wanted him, but yet he chose to take Kyle Allen? Yeah. I mean, that's the thing about Kyle Allen is, uh, well, the thing about Dwayne Haskins is, guess who didn't draft Dwayne Haskins? Ron Rivera. True. And if, if Ron, if uh, their owner, I forget, uh, Snyder. Yeah, Daniel Snyder. If he gave Ron Rivera the keys to the kitchen, then, you know, apparently Haskins was Snyder's boy that he wanted drafted. So that's the, the rumor right. and innuendo from last draft. Because um, that was a big thing with. Um, Gruden, Jay Gruden, he didn't want Haskins. He wanted somebody else. So, uh, yeah, 
I could see Kyle Allen making starts for Washington, definitely. I could see – this might sound crazy, but I was listening to HQ like about a month ago, and they were talking about Alex Smith possibly coming back, which would be – ridiculous but it's, it's... i think it is ridiculous i mean i'm pulling for him i mean he's had some unlucky <laughs> unlucky moments in his career but I mean, he's he actually added... when you look at what he's done he's not been bad i mean he hasn't been but i mean he had the joe theisman oh god bust your leg up you're not coming back injury and trying to come back i mean you know i still remember that game lawrence taylor just eat him up like <laughs> wow yep. But anyway, let's get into yeah. what we came here to talk about. We came here to talk about rookie linebackers. All right. And I think the first two are going to be pretty easy. Uh, Isaiah Simmons is number one on everybody's yes, lists. Uh, Isaiah Simmons, I've seen him drafted as high as uh, third, I think, in some drafts. I've, I've seen him sneaking up to possibly even second if people hate quarterbacks in their drafts. <laughs> um, or they don't like Chase Young that much. Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, Ugh. he is, and I heard Daniel Jeremiah talking him up today on the path to the draft on NFL Network, and he was discussing how he, he can do everything, and it's going to be up to how a defensive coordinator gets creative and tries to use him. Um, he, he could be all over the place. Yeah, and I, as somebody off of uh, Facebook, uh, page fantasy football DP that me and you are both in. Somebody asked what we or me, whoever, thought about Isaiah Siemens and uh, as far as having dual eligibility as a safety or linebacker. It's oh. possible. I think he on I think ultimately he's a, yes. yeah he's a linebacker, but he could see some time at safety. And depending on where he lands, if they're creative enough. I think he's an ultimate chess piece because he can he can jump out at corner in the slot and cover a corner. He can drop into safety. Uh, he can play linebacker. So I think, I think he's Bucky a linebacker. Said, yeah, I think Bucky Brooks said a big nickel is, is kind of yeah yeah exactly kind of like his perfect uh, you know positional designation. But then he's also going to be he's not going to come off the field, so he's going to play yeah, linebacker yeah. on the first couple downs and then kick out possibly. Yeah, he can play. The I slot. mean, he's a matchup piece, and that's today's game. That's what you're looking at: pieces that you can keep on the field, all three, four downs, whatever, yeah. and win the matchup with. And I think he, that versatility that he brings, I think that's ultimately what you want, and that's what makes him so valuable. So yeah, yeah, I think his versatility, his elite speed. If there's one thing we've learned from probably the last five <laughs> drafts is what the NFL is looking for at linebacker is different than what it was 15 years ago. Absolutely. It's speed and range, basically. You, know, you look at Roquan Smith, yep. you look at Devin Bush, you look at uh, going Devin back, uh, yeah, Devin White. You know, those guys have range and speed, and they can get everywhere on the field. They can cover. They can sack. They can blitz. They can... They, they can do it all, and that's what you're really being asked to do as a linebacker nowadays in the NFL. Um, we, we're going to talk about some guys that are you know, two-down thumpers. That doesn't really work. you know. In this NFL, 
teams don't want two down thumpers. So you got to be able to play all three downs. And some of these guys on our list can do that very well. Some of them can't. Um, like I said before, you know, in, in one of the mock drafts, I'm looking at the Sporting News. This Sporting News mock draft, I don't, I don't know if you've seen it. It was published today, I believe. Um, it's pretty wild. I kind of like some things about it because it's different than some of the ones I've read. Like you read, what was this now? Uh, was it Sporting News? I just pulled up a seven-round mock and I started looking at it just as a, you know, something a talking point. Um, Isaiah Simmons was was fourth to the um, Giants. Was the and I really like that. I really like that. I like the big that, question I've been hearing with the Giants Blake. is: Do they take an offensive lineman? Though I think they do, only because they took they they have Blake Martinez. They signed him. They have Ryan yeah. Connolly. They have Lorenzo Carter. They are talking about bringing back Marcus Golden. Yep. Do they have too many guys already there? I mean, you're saying Isaiah Simmons can be a chess piece, but if you already have too many pieces, right. You know, are you going to waste his talent? Which, I mean, don't put it past teams to waste talent because that happens all the time. But, um, but yeah, I thought that was interesting. Uh, I see some somebody had him, I think it was either Jeremiah or Brooks, had him mock 10 to the Browns. And I'm like, I, I don't see that. But, or no, they had, um, was that him? <laughs> yeah, they had him mock 10 to the Browns, I think it was. Um, and I'm like, I don't think he lasts that long. Because I think, I mean, Jacksonville, I don't think he'll take him anymore. Uh, but you got to think, mm. you got to think the Panthers might Man, take him. See, I don't, I think it's, the two I have been seeing the most, and the two that I really kind of make, I think makes sense, is Jacksonville and Carolina. You know, they moved Miles uh, Jack back to the outside, so they have a need for the inside But they guy. gave Joe Schobert a boatload of money. Oh, yeah, Joe Schobert. I completely forgot about yeah. him, so yeah. They gave Joe Schobert a boatload of money, and they, they're paying Miles Jack a boatload of money. They're not going to yeah, have... For... Nope. So I think gonna... maybe you're right then. I think Carolina, with Luke Keekley retiring, I think that's probably... I think maybe that's his best spot, and I'm not hating it, really. Yeah. You put him with Shaq uh, Thompson, um, I kind of like that fit. I mean, there is a chance he slides to 10. I think is the Browns, the smart thing to do for the Browns would be to trade back to, like, I don't know, the Las Vegas Raiders pick and let the Raiders take him. <laughs> Although the Raiders just grabbed uh, Littleton, didn't they? Littleton and... Uh, Kwiatkowski, so they're not really dying for If he went to the Raiders, coach would have a meltdown. <laughs> Hell yeah, I mean, it'd be... It'd be interesting. It'd just be... I, I could it see would. him sliding, because he's a very good talent, I, I but linebacker... See, I don't think he does. I think... You're right, I forgot about Schobert, but I think if Carolina doesn't take him... I think a team moves up and gets him. He's that good. Like I'm looking at the teams I'm, and I'm looking at the linebacker situation. I mean, I, Jacksonville have you got it pulled could up very there? well take him, huh? You've got the draft pulled up. 
I've got a mock draft pulled up, yeah. Okay, I mean, but you know who's picking where pretty yeah. much right now. Okay, so Carolina's at seven? Yeah. All right, after that, who we got? Uh, Arizona, who just loaded nope. up on linebackers, so I'd say a no. No. Jacksonville's next. Nope. And Cleveland. Mm. I don't see Cleveland taking him, but I don't think so either. Who's the next? I mean, they they very well could. I mean, I mean, really, they could. They have Mac and Taki Taki. Who's next? It'd be an indictment on those guys. Which actually, we have to talk about them a little later, I believe. Um, the Jets. The Jets are loaded oh. at linebacker. They, they've been paying people all over the place at linebacker, so I don't think they're taking a linebacker. The Raiders, we just talked about. Uh, nope. The Niners. Nope. No, they're not worried about linebacker. Buccaneers. No. I would say got, no, but... They I got mean, David and White, no. Can you think about... <laughs> don't even. Don't even. I know what you're fixing to say. Don't David, even do White, and Simmons on the scene. Oh, shit. That'd be some... That'd be it. With I'm with cool. Sue up front in front of them, yeah, the Broncos, the Falcons. Jules Jules been a little bit of a disappointment. AJ Johnson's been a blessing. They still have uh, John Elway doesn't care about defense. Come on, right? Okay, who's after the Broncos? Uh, the Falcons, which I can see the Falcons taking. Him. Possibly, who's next? But I don't think he slides to sixteen. The Cowboys. I don't see the Cowboys taking a linebacker. Who's at 17? Well, that's the Cowboys. Falcons, Cowboys, Dolphins. The Dolphins just signed 15 linebackers. See, that's interesting to me because I think right there, the Dolphins may trade up to get him. But here's the thing. At 18, he's not going to get past 12. Because some team is going to come come barreling yeah, up to get him. Some I team think, will overpay to get him. I think if he isn't going in the top ten, I think teams will start to look to trade up and get him. So, yeah, I agree. I mean, when you get to ten, if he's not gone, somebody's going to make a move up and get him. New England, do they package something together and go get him? I don't think they do. That's not their M.O. It's not their M.O. But they need I mean, a quarterback. Well, they got Hoyer. You mean Stidham? Like I said, it's just... if I mean, I guess Cleveland makes the most sense out of all these. Yeah, and that question was kind of asked. Did the Browns look for a linebacker early? So I said kind of no, and our, our buddy first... Mike Waller said... You know, maybe not first round, but maybe second round. So I don't even think it would the Browns put something together and try to move up and get him. I'm not going to completely reel it out, but the Browns have a lot of needs. They do. They really do. So I don't think they're going to trade up. If he makes it past Carolina, there's a good chance that some other team jumps up in the top 10 to get him. And I think a team like Jacksonville would trade back to gather some picks. Because Jacksonville knows they're not going anywhere. Very true. So collect some picks, 
move down a bit, you know, you can still get it. I mean, this first round, looking through this first round, it is loaded with talent. It is. If you have a first-round pick, you're getting a really good player. Yes. Like, looking late first round, like, you're still getting guys that have argued, you know, you know, to be in the, like, teens, some of these guys. And don't you think because it's such a heavy offensive draft that some of these defensive guys are going to get pushed down just a little bit? It depends on your needs. If you're a team that's lacking defense, you're going to take defense. If you're a team that's lacking offense, you're going to take like offense. Fantasy-wise, I love this draft because I, I'm going to take offense early. But late in the draft, when people are still trying to take these guys that aren't going to do anything, that have like sixth-round draft capital, I'm going to be scooping up these IDP talents that, you know, slid because, well, you know, this this draft class as a whole, it looks pretty solid. Right. So, I mean, you go down a few rounds, you know, second, day two, there's a lot of talent in day two. There is. And I so, will even say that there's going to be a lot of talent in day three, too. There will be, yeah, and a lot of the day three Day talent. two and day three is where these teams are going to make moves. Sure, the top end of the first round, or even the entire first round, that's to be expected. But what teams do in day two and day three, the second and third round, that's what's really going to set them apart because there's a lot of good players, and we're going to get into this a little bit. There's a lot of good players that's going to fall into these second and third rounds that's going to be – Big time pieces for teams, game changers. Yeah, I there's there's more. <coughs> I hesitate to use the, the 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 term game changer, but a lot of your offensive skill position players, there's a ton of them in the second round. There's a ton of them in the third round. I mean, there this draft that I'm looking at, um, you even have the de- defensive talent that's going late. You got you know Delpit going late. You got. Um, you'll love, you'll like this draft. You should check this out. They have Antoine Winfield ahead of Delpit. So I know you're uh, high on Antoine Winfield, and you left the room. So, anyways, uh, moving forward with our uh, with my number two guy, Daryl's number two guy is Kenneth Murray from Oklahoma. Uh, in this mock draft that I'm looking at right now, he is scheduled or slotted in to go to the Baltimore Ravens, who just lost Anwaso, just lost um, Mosley two years ago. They they are looking definitely for some help at the linebacker position, and Kenneth Murray would be a great fit there. So definitely something that we should keep an eye on we'll wait a second for daryl uh one thing an exciting announcement to make uh we have partnered with myfantasyleague.com to bring us our second listener league we have our first listener league on sleeper uh it is continuing it's a dynasty league and we have uh, a brand new second listener league that we are going to open up uh, we have a few people already interested. I think Daryl's got a list. We might might have um, some spots open. 
Um, yes, I do have a list. Uh, so I don't know how many teams you want to do, Dan. Um, I don't know. I guess we'll see how many teams are interested. I mean, I've got uh, counting me and you right now. I've got seven, uh, and I think there's a couple I'm missing. A couple that's interested. So. If you're listening, you want to be a part of it, hit me up and let me know for sure, and me and Dan will get this set up. Yes. Yes. Hit Daryl up, definitely. He'll give me the list. And I don't know if I heard you correctly, but this this second league will be on MFL. I did say that, yes. Awesome. So myfantasyleague.com. Um, it's where 90% of my leagues are. Yeah, mine too. I mean, The other 10% are on Sleeper, and Eric, for some reason, has his own fan tracks. <laughs> He's got to be the oddball. Thanks, yeah. Eric. Yeah. Thanks, Eric. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know you counted Eric in this um, second lister league, but being on my fantasy league, he might just be like, nah, not doing it. No, actually, he said. Um, he said he'd make an exception. He would. He would do this. Uh, you know, just like on Sleeper, this this will be a free league. You know, if it involves involves evolves into something more, we'll see. But. Um, he said he would be a part of this, and we've got a couple. I talked to you uh, in DMs about a couple of people. Maybe we have a couple, I don't want to say big names, but they are big names, kind of sort of like mine yourself that may join. So we'll see. Clapping yourself in the back there a little bit there, calling yourself a big no, name. No, I'm not, I'm not a big name. I'm just, I'm just a pawn <laughs> in this game. Uh, uh. We'll try to keep it the listeners, though. So, um, yeah. and I kind of, uh, I kind of, I guess when we had somebody take over an orphan team in our listener league, I kind of, uh, initially he ended up leaving and then he came back. <laughs> Funny story. Um, I Way to go, running I, off Susie well, Jones. <laughs> well, I said, you know, oh, you, you're a listener. So, like, I have three questions. And they're, you know, if you're a regular listener to the show, you know the answers to the question. That's why I kind of threw it out there. More of it as a joke. I said, who the, is Daryl's favorite franchise quarterback? And only you can see this. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like a Stone Cold Steve Austin greeting. Uh, I hate you. Of course, the correct answer is Ryan freaking Tannehill. Oh, say, say. The second, oh, the second question is, what is Daryl's favorite college football team? Wrong answers <laughs> only. I hate you. Oh, so that was the you. Iowa Hawkeyes. Uh, and I can't remember the third question. Oh, I don't remember either. You told me, but I don't remember what yeah. it was. They're all jabs at you. So. I'm sure they were. I'm sure. Why would they not be? Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, if you're if you listen to the show, these are reoccurring things. Like these are, are. these are things that you we know. I, I gotta give rib, you credit; they are. I rib you about them constantly. So yeah, they're they're uh, what are they called? They're uh, lobs, softballs. I mean, yes, yes. <laughs> but we are excited that my fantasy league, our original listener league, was on myfantasyleague.com, and we kind of evolved it, and uh, yeah. we're going back. To myfantasyleague.com. I love uh, commissioning on myfantasyleague.com. Some people don't like it, um, but honestly, once you get the hang of it, it's it's not bad. It's really and and one of the things for me, not to cut you off, one of the things that really draws me to my fantasy league, and 
is the customization, the history part of it, yeah. where you can link franchises. Because when it comes to stuff like this, I'm a big nerd. I like to look back. Uh, and Dan, you're in my home league now, so you'll get to see some of this going forward. You know, I'll go back and look at the history of like matchups and points scored and all this good stuff. Um, it's just something that I enjoy. Uh, this league has evolved from 10 years ago when I used to keep it written all on uh, in notebooks on paper. And I used to use the USA Today to track everything. And now it's turned into an MFL league where everything's kind of done for you. So um, I just like that fully the history part of it, the customization I like, uh, not to say that some of these other sites don't have it, but for me, MFL just gives me what I want. And I'm the type of person you get what you pay for, you know, for a uh, perfect example, tools, you know, craftsman, everybody knows craftsman's a good thing. Sure. You're going to pay for their tools a little bit, but you know what you're getting. If it breaks, they're going to fix it for free and all that good stuff. So I've just been a big proponent of that. And MFL, like, like you said earlier, probably 85, 90% of my leagues are there. Um, and I've had no issues and I just like how it's set up. And, and I've even seen one league and I need to find out where he found this. There is a link and I think you can pay like five bucks a year, but they go super deep into the history part of leagues like all time the most uh it's it's more advanced than what you can get with just the regular site so uh yeah i mean if you can uh if you're looking for that type of opportunity definitely check us out and i think this second league we're wanting to change a little bit different from our other league is that correct yeah i mean I, i'm always a proponent of uh if i'm joining something i want it to be different so Right. So we'll change it up a little bit. I mean, we'll, well try see, to that's keep... why I made you join my league because I know you hate corners and now you've got a roster four of them and you're going to have to start two of them. Love that. I mean, Suckered most, you most right of, into that. You're most, welcome. Most of my leagues start two corners, but it's a start yeah. like an NFL style. But anyway, um, I think that might have been the third question. What position does Dan love the most in those corners? <laughs> it could have been. Could've oh, been. shoot, it could have been. It, it probably was. <laughs> um, but, you know. It probably we'll was. To, we'll try to keep positions balanced. Um, balanced scoring as best as we can, which takes a little fiddling around with. Right. Um, maybe we'll bring back the scoring. Uh, the scoring from the original league was pretty good, I thought. So we'll maybe look at importing that. I part. didn't tell you. I liked it. I mean. I liked it. We just, uh, I think we tried to have too many owner. We had 24 teams was the original. So, yeah, it was, a, you know, it was a free league, which some people don't like because they, you know, want something. Right. On it. They um, do. But and, anyway. I, and I get it. You know, I, I do. I get that part. Some people just, excuse me, they enjoy the, the basic free love of the game and then there's some leagues you know you put a little money on the line it makes it a little more interesting and a little more trash talking and you know again i'm gonna to touch on the league you just joined i've got two fellow golden domers and now i've got three. Oh man clearly i wasn't thinking this out you weren't yeah there's three of us you you jeff and todd are all three uh Golden Domers, don't know what the hell y'all are 
thinking or drinking Cheers, or Jeff whatever. Jeff but, uh, encourage them. Don't encourage them. And uh, you, you'll come to love Jeffrey, by the way. You haven't already. <laughs> As you've yeah. seen some of the trash talking, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't, you know, I don't normally go in just spouting curses at people that I don't really know. So as I get to know them all. Best advice for this league, let it rip, man. Just yeah. let it rip. I'm telling you, if you'll rip that Band-Aid off and hit it full go, you'll be fine. Oh, uh, well. So before you got up and went somewhere, um, I was discussing Kenneth Murray from Oklahoma being the second linebacker off the board, and this mock draft has okay. him going to the Baltimore Ravens. Actually, he's the third off the board for this mock, but uh, they have him go to Baltimore. 28. Ooh, 28. But we were just Honestly, talking about probably... we were just talking about how Simmons, if he if Carolina doesn't take him, could slide. So if yeah, but Simmons, the Giants don't take him. I think when you get to ten, if Simmons is not off of the board at ten, Somebody's teams are going to get him. they're going to fall all over themselves trying to trade up. Yeah, Murray, they're not going to do that. You said Baltimore was what pick? Twenty nine. 29 teams are not going to fall all over themselves to get Murray at 29. Sorry, 28. Uh, or 28. 29. I do, however, I do, however, think Murray will be gone by then. I think Murray is a 2018 to 25 player. I think somebody will, in that range will kind of get him. Um, it's interesting to say side that. Line to sideline guy. Well, go ahead. That? Go ahead with your evaluation of him. Oh, go ahead. I just I think he's a you know while Simmons is the overall great prospect can play different positions, safety, corner, if need be, linebacker, whatever you want him to do. Murray's a he's not the downhill thumper that we talked about with um, oh man who was it we just mentioned we were talking about Shaq Gordon anyway. off off air but. Yeah, he's not a two. Yeah, Chad Quarterman. He's not a two-down thumper. Murray can play. Is he Simmons? No, he's not even close to being Simmons. But his sideline to sideline range, and if you watch what he did with the Sooners, he's a really good linebacker. And I think a lot of times, fantasy owners get a little bit lost in that because he's not an overall all-around prospect, but. That's what you're kind of looking for is somebody that can cover from sideline to sideline. You're not looking for two down thumpers anymore. Yeah, and this draft is weak in linebacker. Uh, so last year you had the big two. You had Devin White and Devin Bush and then everybody else. Right. Yeah. I think you got three. And you would disagree, which is where we'll we'll start this argument. Uh, I have, <laughs> I have Patrick Queen after. Uh, I have Murray two, and I have Patrick Queen at three. Now Patrick Queen in this draft was taken twenty fourth by the Saints. He doesn't have to go very far. Um, right. I like the landing spot for that, and I think he would be great there. You you don't have him nearly as high as I do. So what do I like about him? 
And it's not that I don't like anything about him. I just haven't watched enough of him. I think he's more of a measurable guy, height, weight, speed, like Al Davis type, you know, measures off the charts. I need to go back and actually look at a little bit more of him because uh, uh, Chase on is the guy you're really looking at a linebacker for LSU. He's the one that stands out, uh, the edge guy. Um, Queen, I really – Honestly, I need to go back and look at a little bit more of him. He showed flashes. I see it. And with the testing, you know, the measurables, I get it. Um, But for me, at number three, I've got Logan Wilson. And uh, there has been some huge buzz with this guy. Don't be surprised if he's not a day two pick. Is he the third linebacker off the board? I don't know what NFL teams are thinking. Maybe they take Queen. Maybe they take Troy Dye, Gaither, some of these other guys. I don't know. But Wilson is a day two guy. And whoever gets him at day two, day three, or whatever, going to be getting a steal. He's probably going to start out a little slow. Um, You know, special teams like most players do. But he's going to be a starter in the NFL. Once he gets acclimated to that type of game, he's going to show you what he can do. And I'm telling you, he's going to be a game changer for somebody he's going to be a steal so here's the key of what you just said he's going to start out slow on special teams yeah but he what i mean he's not an isaiah sammons he's not going to come in and start day one he's not a devin bush he's not a devin white kenneth murray does he start day one probably because the team that drafts him the first round is going to take him to, to okay. play they're not going to take so if him wilson's taking on day two depending on where he lands He's a starter slash whatever you want to call it. So I've been scrolling here the entire time you've been talking. Still trying. You tell to me who's going to start day one. Who's going to start day one? You're telling me that if Queen is drafted. If Queen is drafted by New Orleans, he's starting day one. Over who? Exactly. No, I'm I'm saying if he goes to New Orleans, who's he who's he knocking out? Exactly. <laughs> so I mean, <laughs> he's not he's not knocking out anybody because they don't really have anybody. They have uh, Demario Davis, and he'll play alongside of him. Maybe. Maybe I'm not sold anybody. on Queen. Like I said, I need to go back and watch, but I'm not sold that Queen is the number three linebacker in his class. So I forgot who you were even talking about here. Because I've been looking at all these Logan names. Wilson. Logan Wilson. Okay, Wilson. I'm still scrolling. I'm in uh, mock oh, round five. I, I, I'm not worried about these mocks. Go look at what Daniel Jeremiah, some of those elite um, prospect guys, you know, that scout a lot. Go look at what they're telling you. Go look at his film. Go look at how he plays for Wyoming. I'm telling you. You put him in the right spot, which is with any player, you put him in the right spot. But I'm telling you, it's there. If he goes day, what do you want to bet he goes day two? Somewhere in round two. What do you want to bet? I'll make him my Twitter avatar for a month. (laughs) And if he's not, what do I got to do if he's not? Ryan Tannehill. (laughs) Oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) As your Twitter avatar. (laughs) Oh, shit. Okay, fine, <laughs> fine, fine. That's a deal, fine. 
Oh, we'll God, we'll virtually keep... shake on it here. <laughs> oh, that's going to be phenomenal. God, I hate you. It's going to be phenomenal. And at this point, I may be looking for a new podcast. Co-host. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll ask uh, Nate. Nate's pretty handy with the graphics. I'll ask Nate if he wants to, to you know, get started on that. Okay, I don't need you encouraging other people to get in on this, okay? <laughs> you just let 300 people in. Especially Nate, who is... Uh, pretty good at what he does i don't need that expertise on here okay oh but we do i hate you god i hate you yeah i'm pretty sure i didn't see him here i scrolled all the way well you're following the wrong people you're watching Uh, i am not following logan wilson is literally he's good good, dude i literally pulled this up five minutes before we went on air so Jesus Christ, I can't. I just freaking can't anymore. Bob, three toes. You, you would like this, though. Uh, I think you walked away when I was saying this. You're though. right. I just have, can't, Bob. They have Antoine Winfield ahead of Grant Delpit. So there's some. Actually, I, I do see him. Round four, Logan Wilson. There he is. Arizona Cardinals. No way. No way. No way. Take it about five no spots ahead of Evan Weaver. In that case, he will be playing special teams because the Cardinals Say have four really good linebackers. huh? You said five spots ahead of Evan Weaver? Yes. Mm. So you have Logan Wilson at three. I, I, have Patrick I think Wilson over Weaver. Well, they, they do too. Anyway. I mean, he had 409 tackles, dude. Shaq Quarterman had 362, and he's still going to be at round five or six. And you days. just said it earlier. Shaq, you just said it earlier. You watched Tate and Shaq Quarterman's a two-down thumper. This guy's not. He's got 10 career interceptions, two for touchdowns, five forced fumbles, four fumble recoveries, 409 tackles. The Khalil dude Hodge is a complete a, player, I'm telling you. Khalil Hodge had a ton of tackles, too. <sighs> He did, but he didn't have the complete game that Wilson does. I haven't watched Wilson, so I'm just busting your stones a bit here. I am and that's, that's just so... pretty dig by you on the Khalil Hodge, by the way. <laughs> Trust me, I have Burke by it because I have him on a couple of my Debbie squads. You're right, but that's so dirty. It is. He's not even on an XFL team, for Christ's sake. Anyways. I, I'll admit I missed on Hodge, but I'm not missing on Wilson. Anyways, one of the things I have kind of learned, you know, Cameron Smith, these guys that dominate, start four years and rack up tackles, they're guaranteed nothing. The NFL does not care how many tackles you had in college. None of the evaluators care. And that's actually one of the last things that I do when I watch a player is look at their stats. True. True. Same here. I look at tape. I look at their film. I'm looking at what they do. I'm looking at who they're playing, how they're doing against said teams. Yeah. You know, are they – one of the arguments last year was, well, he plays in Division II or he's playing lesser teams. Okay, fine. But he's doing what he's supposed to do against those teams. He's absolutely dominating them. And I forget the player's name, but – I think you can make the argument that this year – it matters who they played, and I think, I think it, it does. Matters. And I think it always, I think it always has mattered. 
I really do. I think who you play means as much as what you do. You know, if you're playing, if you're playing Division Two and you're racking up, you know, three sacks a game, ten tackles a game, sure, those numbers are well. He's playing Division Two. I get that, but you know what? If you're that good, that's what you should be doing against Division Two. Yes, but you may if, be a player that dominates and have something that's causing you to be a division two off field issue, that's true. academics, whatever. So there's a reason you're at division two. So what is that reason? That's what you got to look for. Sometimes that red flag can scare away teams too. True. Very true. I think this year with the teams not being able to bring these kids into their fold and sit down with them and work them out. <clears throat> I think a lot of these small school guys are at a high disadvantage because I think they are too. And that's really be, a shame. because these, these evaluators are going to try to go safe yep. because if you miss big on a date on a, you know, division two guy, then you're known yep. as the guy that took this division two guy over, you know, and I'm not saying any of these Division two guys can't play. I'm saying as far as a talent, talent evaluator, these NFL teams like to bring the guys in. Now, sometimes they like to send out the, the you know, the other signals that, oh, I don't, I don't even talk to the guy because I love him so much on tape. I don't want to hint to anybody that I'm talking to this person. You have that kind of mind Jedi mind trick, too. But most of these teams, if they like somebody, they've been in contact with them and they've talked to them. Whether or not they've been able to work them out or nothing, you know, that's that's a different story. Right. But this this whole uh, this whole time is uh, <laughs> is just making things really strange for NFL yep, teams. Yeah, it is. Um, <laughs> Who'd you say your number four was? Or did you? Uh, number four. Let's see. I have Simmons. Mine's an offensive. I have mine set up offense and defense. So I got to scroll through here. Um, number four. I actually have Troy Die. Okay. And Go ahead. Again, this this class is weak. Um, so there's a big drop off, I think, from Queen to Jai. And I like Die. Die has a lot of different skills that are going to transfer to the NFL. I think he'd be a really good Robin. I think we talked yes. about this last week. Really good yep. Robin. He can't be Batman. They right. can be really good Robin. Um, good sidekick. Good good guy to have out on the edge. He can cover a little bit. I mean, he does have yep. some. He can. You know, linebackers aren't perfect coverage guys. Um, very few of them are really, really good at it. Um, so he'll be, he'll be a three down linebacker, I think. And, he has blitzing capabilities. Yeah, he's a third down guy. Um, like I said, I think Atlanta would be a perfect landing spot for him. Um, and you know, he's not horrible in coverage either. He's really not. He's not, and that's why I said he could be a three down guy. Um, he, he can get beat every once right. in a while, um, like everybody though. Like he a can. lot of these linebackers can get beat, and I think linebackers in the NFL get beat all the time. You know, whether it's you know. The athletes in the NFL are, are so fast that 
even yep. if you think you got a guy covered, if he's faster than you are, you know, he's going forward, you're going backward. <laughs> you know, it, it's tough. Right. Um, a lot of these guys don't have the athleticism to keep up. Troy Dye has a lot of athleticism. Um, he looks small when you watch his tape, but he's actually 6'3". he's not. And 230. So he looks like a smaller guy, but yeah. he's really not a smaller guy. He's 6'3". And I think that size is going to help him quite a bit. I yeah. mean, that's going to be in his favor at 6'3", would you say, 230? I, I mean, that's a pretty 230, good yeah. size frame with a pretty good weight. And with what he can do, uh, you know, as far as tackling, dropping in coverage, I think that's really good for him. I think that bodes well for him. Um, in, this, in, the, in this second tier, I think he's one of the faster. I do too. Tier, yes. Which I think will bode well for him. Uh, in the mock draft, uh, I know you're not putting much stock in the mock draft, but right. uh, in the mock draft, he's going in the third round, I believe, which is, I think, his spot. That's third round round is where i see him going uh you know low day two pick you know late day two and i actually have die at five Mm -hmm. so and i agree with a lot of what you're saying i think we're pretty much in agreement on him at number four i had a king davis gaither of appalachian state um just love his overall game Mm -hmm. especially his range you know a little bit bigger guy um he is. He's got a wingspan on him. He does, man. He does. Um, but he's gave, He's gaining a lot of buzz. If you look at some of the NFL scouts, uh, some of the NFL coaches, what he can do, uh, he's gained a lot of buzz. I mean, two. You, you're really looking at his junior and senior years. What he did: um, 200 plus tackles, 24 tackles for loss. Got some pass rush presence about him with uh, six and a half sacks. Can drop into coverage, 15 pass deflections. Um, can cover from sideline to sideline. Has pretty good size, as we just mentioned. Uh, roughly 6'2", 215. Not quite what Die is, but I think he's a little bit different player from him. He's long. Um, he's... Yeah, he's very long. So, And that's, and that's huge in the NFL. They're looking for length. Length and speed, that's two big keys. So I think yeah. he has that. And I did I did actually as I was finishing up somebody that popped up <coughs> one of his game films. So I watched it and it goes against South Carolina and um he he can dip like you know, we, we talk about yep. bend and angles, like he can bend. Like it almost as was yep. if he was like I don't want to say crawling, but he, he was like down that <laughs> low that he was getting under the the linemen or the tight ends that were trying to guard him or you know block him and yeah he he had a couple plays in that the game alone where he is like bending matrix style almost like around guys to make tackles and make plays um he was definitely somebody um i think i i um didn't know a lot about until you know watched some and uh he's my number five guy so yeah, we're close. I mean, I had, I have him at four, dot five. You had dot four and Gaither at, at four. So we're close. Yeah. And then, um, now you're number five guy. My number five was Troy Dye. So Troy I mean, Dye. I'm, I'm, I agree with you. His size, I love his size and what he can do athletically at that size. Um, you know, he's not a real liability coverage. 
Um, just like his all-around game, you know, I mean, I think other than number three, you with Queen and me and Wilson, that's really where we disagreed, so. Yeah. And I haven't watched a ton of uh, guys outside the guys I've written, so, you know, right. some of this stuff will, will change. Yes. And like I said, I need to go back and watch some more of, uh, of Queen and, you know, I, I actually have Queen at six, so I'm not too far off from where you are. But I think one of the major things that I have realized, you know, in doing the magazines the past two years, the you know the the guides the past two years, doing the magazine this year, is draft capital matters more than any of our pre-draft stuff. I don't want to say more than anything, um, but where a guy is drafted matters. It does. It does. And if you're a day one or day two pick, I feel pretty good about taking you in my IDP draft. If you're a day three pick, you got to really be special. And there's a reason why you weren't drafted in the first two days. <laughs> so it, it right. really is a slim margin. And, you, you know, you get guys that were drafted outside of, of the third round that do pan out. But those hitting on those is so difficult. So my recommendation, if you're split between two guys, you know, and you, you don't know who to take in your IDP draft, and you say, I got these two guys, I like them both, who do I take? If you need a tiebreaker, go with draft capital. The team that drafted a guy higher likes them better than the other guy. So, I know we had a couple right. of the. Uh, one of the questions we had was was about the Browns and their draft capital decisions, and you know they have Mac Wilson, Sion Taki 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 was taken around ahead right. of Mac Wilson, and it, it appears that Mac Wilson has earned the trust of the team because Mac Wilson was the one getting playing time down the stretch last year. Uh, so right. I, I almost think Mac Wilson is the guy to own there. I still think they do draft somebody. Like you said, I don't think it's round one. But, you know, if... If um, Simmons is staring you in the face at 10, you, you take him. I think you have to. Or you trade back and get him. I think you have to. Ransom yeah. for it. If he's available at 10... I think it gets interesting with what teams try to move up and do with him. I really do. Yeah. Do you know if I'm a uh, if I'm an owner, or a coach, or a GM, or whoever of an NFL team, and I'm picking after ten, and he's still there at ten, I'm really seriously considering moving up or making a deal to go get Simmons. He's that good. Yeah, and I, I think that's the interesting thing is looking at who needs. Sometimes if you got a guy like that, he, he, it's not about need. Right. Um, so I don't know. It's it's going to be tough. Like I said, I, I can't wait to the draft um, to, to kind of see where these guys end up. Um, being at home, <laughs> I've heard – and read, you know, 
especially this week I'm on spring break. I would have been on spring break regardless, but I just feel like I've seen everything there is to see about this upcoming draft. <laughs> and I tuned into the, the, the path of the draft. The other, uh, they're doing a, week, a nightly path of the draft, which is kind of cool. Uh, but the mock drafts, like seeing them talk, I want them to dive past the first round. Like you see, you hear these guys on TV, they, they talk first round. Like that's the easy stuff. You know, I want to see them right. dive like, you know, round three. Like, I'll see some deep, deep drafting. Do the whole mock draft, seven round <laughs> mock draft. I would tune into that so bad. Oh, like, yeah. Absolutely. Half of draft Twitter would tune into that. A mock draft, <laughs> seven round mock draft. Who wouldn't tune into that? And hey, some of these NFL teams might get an idea or two. Yeah. You know, Daniel Jeremiah is root for Akeem Gaither, right? Because he is. He App is. State. He's howling. App State, yes. I like Bucky Brooks with his jerseys in the background, the, the Carolina jerseys. And then Daniel Jeremiah just throws in his love for Appalachian State every day. <laughs> he does. He does. But, yeah. But, hey, got to re- represent the alma mater. I get it. Absolutely. Go Rams. Westchester University. Uh, oh, good grief. Anyways, uh, anything else? We had, I took care of that uh, Sion Taki Taki and Mac Wilson question. What else? Yeah. Do you have anything else? Um, uh, okay, so uh, off of Twitter, Jordan, I hope I say this right, Loop or Lope, uh, he's assuming that Simmons, Queen, and Murray are our top three linebackers. Who do we have at four? Um, I had Logan Wilson at three. You had Queen as three. Um, so we kind of touched on that already. But he does have a question. Do you see Zach Bond as an edge or an off-the-ball off linebacker? Uh, I'd see him as an edge. I think so too. He's not. He's not. I mean, it kind of depends on what team drafts him and what scheme they're using. But I think he's an edge. I think that's where his fit is. Yeah, I think throughout the process, he's kind of been classified as an edge, outside linebacker edge. Yeah. You know, a three-four defense is probably his sweet spot. I know we don't like that as an IDP community, but. Um, I saw actually in that mock that I was discussing, uh, Seattle. I wouldn't be terribly upset about that. And I think if you have Bond as a, see, I have Bond more as an edge than a linebacker. If Bond was a linebacker, right, I might have him a little. He's in that die conversation right there. I think so, too. I agree with you. I think they're close. But I I have him as an edge, so I don't really have him. Um, Yeah, I have him as an edge. One of the things to take a look at, and you you tweeted this out about um, ESPN changing their classification for position. They now have... um, more like the standard scoring um, with interior defensive lineman, edge, and off-ball linebacker. Yes. Which I like. and I, mean, I, I do, too, for the most part. I do, too. We forgot the My Fantasy League position updates. 
Oh, we did. We did, we did. and I tweeted those out, too. There's some interesting changes. I mean, I guess I've already talked about them with some people because we had some chats coming on. Um, but Yeah. I mean, Vic Beasley went to outside linebacker. That was pretty cut and dry. <sighs> Uh, Jordan Phillips, somebody mentioned that, and I didn't even catch that the first time around. Jordan Phillips signing with Arizona is now a defensive end, and I'm mad because he was a money defensive tackle for me last year. Yeah, he was. Um, But basically all your cheat code corners went to safety. Yep. Julian Love is one. Julian Loves, yeah. So bye-bye. Huge blow. Cheat code corner. I mean, it's, it's... it is what it is. I mean, it's. Yeah, and I mean, every year you're going to have these out of, I say out of nowhere guys, but you're going to have these guys that are out of position, come out of nowhere, like a Julian Love. He was a corner in college, did play some safety for Notre Dame, goes to the NFL, listed as a corner, plays as a corner, but then transitions into that safety role and played safety for them. And most leagues don't like to change during the season. And the MFL, as we've promoted over and over again tonight, they're one, you know, ask, uh, I think it was the year before last, how often do you change positions? And during the offseason, they do it fairly regularly. You know, uh, Gary Davenport does their uh, position updates. But during the offseason, they like to do them on a regular basis. However, when the season starts, they do not. So, you know, when roster cutdowns, let's say preseason week four, I know that's changing now with the new CBA, but a week before the season starts, that's probably the last time you're going to see position changes. So, you know, if you're a corner and you wind up playing safety, that's big points. Um You know, same thing if you're a defensive tackle and you kick out the defensive end, that's huge points for you. So um, I like like that. I mean, that's, you know, that's things you can take advantage of in fantasy. Um, Just I do like the position-specific leagues in a lot. I mean, I get the edge in the interior defensive line. But I do like the traditional defensive tackle, defensive ends, and stuff like that. So, yeah, somebody just re- replied to your tweet. It should back up on my thing. Is, is Ryan Kerrigan going to get defensive end? It's a good question, man. And, um, man, Washington is so tricky right now. Well, they're going to be a four-three. I mean, they changed Orchard to a defensive end. Yeah, but it's 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 not what they're going to. It's what they're going to do. Because let's look what they got right now. They got Sweat as an outside linebacker. They've got Deron Payne as a defensive tackle. They've got Jonathan Allen as a defensive end. They've got Matt Ionitis as a defensive end. Ryan Kerrigan as an outside linebacker. So you got there's your front four right there. What if they draft Chase Young? That changes everything. Is he an outside linebacker? Is he a defensive end? And if, and whichever one he plays, that affects that whole group. It, it does, and maybe that's a case of, of Gary not wanting to <laughs> jump the gun on that and have to change it back. I mean, I, I get do it once and don't oh, I get it, it. yeah, yeah, you know, do it once, 
and stick with it. Um, you know, I don't, I don't want these guys flip-flopping back and forth because some of these guys, you know, I now cut because they didn't really have, no. they had barely had value when they were, you know, like uh, looking at Rashawn Golden going from safety Quick to question. corner. Like no value for me. Tremont Williams, quick, not that quick. he had much value, but you know. Go ahead. If if the Reds if the Redskins draft Chase Young, who's the odd man out? I think it's Kerrigan. I... I think it's Kerrigan. I really do. I think Kerrigan's strong enough to play. Maybe not. I don't know. If they're in a four three. You're going to have, if they're in a 4 3, you're going to have Deron Payne and Jonathan Allen probably kicks inside to the other tackle. Maybe that's, that's why the case. Washington trades out of the two spot to Miami and picks. I get it, I but I'm saying if they stick it to and they take Chase Young, you've got Payne and Allen inside. Mm-hmm. You're going to have. Sweat, is he a defensive end or an outside linebacker? Kerrigan, same question. And Matt Ionitis is probably going to be a defensive end. So if you've got Sweat and Kerrigan at defensive end, Ionitis is out. If you've got either Sweat or Kerrigan, either one of those at defensive end, and Ionitis, do you keep – that means Kerrigan's outside linebacker. Where do you put Chase Young? Uh, starting. As an <laughs> right. uh, I think if they draft here's, Young, here's, here's one of those where, guys are out. I really do. Here's where did Ron Rivera are they Ron Rivera's guys? No. Neither one of our Sweat True. and Kerrigan. Neither one are. He has no allegiance to either one of them. Okay, it, it you just said it right there. Sweat or Kerrigan. You're taking Montez Sweat all day long. Yeah. Ker- Kerrigan is almost done. Like I said, Rivera has no allegiance to anybody on this roster, except for Kyle Allen, pretty much. And whoever they brought in this year. Zero allegiance to any of them. So he doesn't have to do anything. Um, It would be a tough pill to swallow to cut Ryan Kerrigan from that team. Would it? Would it? For the fan I mean, base, seriously, yes. would it? The team, though, the fan base, I think the fan base would be upset with that. But we all know teams don't do what's in the best interest of the fan base. We know this. I know. I mean, you're looking at Kerrigan right now. Yeah. I mean, he's an older player. He has play- he's an older player. He's a he threat. is. He came he in in 2011. Well started in 2011 he's played every single game every single year until last year last year he only played 12 games um the production if you're looking at numbers and some people are they're huge number guys last year was his worst statistical season of his career only 25 only five and a half sacks right Let's get off of Washington here. A couple big changes. Dante Fowler goes back to defensive end. He's worth yes. he's worth something again. <laughs> um, he is. He's in Atlanta. That's who he's in Atlanta. There you go. Um, I forgot. He's there you go. Atlanta. Yes, it was. 
Um, and yep. Robert Quinn lost all his value as he goes back to outside linebacker at Chicago. That's a bad move for IDP. It is, but did how much value did he lose? Uh, all of it, because I don't want him as a linebacker. I get that, but he gets to play opposite of Khalil Mack. Okay. How'd that work out for Leonard Floyd? Robert Quinn's way better than Leonard Floyd. Robert Quinn's five years older than Leonard Floyd. He's still way better. Robert Quinn wasn't terribly impressive in a 3-4 for L.A., so... I'm selling if if I can, then. Yeah, yeah I'm probably selling, too. I, you know, I'm just playing both sides of the fence here. I'm just asking. Okay. Uh, la, 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 la. Looking over the list, that's about it that matters. The rest of the guys are fodder. Weaver wire fodder, pretty much. Fodder. <laughs> I mean, looking to I mean, those are the big names. Pretty much. I mean, no, the, Denver, I the Denver guys moving to defensive ends, that's killer because those are some good tackles moving to end. Um, you know, but these are deeply, you know, you, if you're taking either one of the Dray, Tray, Draymond Jones or Shelby Harris, if you have them at defensive tackle, you probably hold on to them hoping something changes. But um, Gary, of course, got. You know, hate mail and backlash over all that. Yeah, I don't envy Gary at all. I don't he either. Has, and he, he, he put has a poll. A tough he's job. like, he's like, what do you want this based off of? Right. I'm like you know. Um. It, it's it's a difficult job. I don't really, you know, I complain about it. I do too. But I he mean, put in, he put in. I I trust that he did the work. I, do I don't too. want to. I, I don't want to put in that kind of work. So if he put in the work, I mean, then he did. Uh, and you got, you know, he's asking that poll. I think I even retweeted that poll. He's asking, what do you want him to consider? You know, snap counts. Uh, what was the other one, Dan? Snap counts or depth charts, and whose depth charts do you want considered? Exactly. I mean, he's asking you for help. He's asking, what do you want to know? And I think those are viable questions. Snap counts, I think that's very pertaining. You know, if you're playing 1,000 snaps and you play 800 at defensive end versus 200 at defensive tackle, for me, that info tells me you're a defensive end. Um, so here's here's the one thing that I, we one of the league's longstanding league that I've been in. We go by NFL depth charts. So if your team, so we go to LA Rams depth chart. If the LA Rams list Aaron Donald as a defensive tackle, then he's a defensive tackle. I get that. It's because, and that's how they're paid. Like, you know, if you look at franchise tags and stuff, teams classify their players for a reason. And that's a great example. That's a great example. You brought up Aaron Donald. So what if Gary says he's a defensive tackle? We've he did last many year. times, but many times me and you have said, help me, you know, 
See, that's where I'm kind of getting. I got so many thoughts going on right now. I hate these leagues that give you these kind of either or or this edge eligibility. Does Aaron Donald thousand snaps? He played eight hundred at defensive tackle, two hundred at defensive end. To me, he's a defensive tackle. Now, Gary will he's more fantasy based. He's kind of looking at IDP side fantasy stuff, but he's also looking at the NFL side. And yeah. this is where I do not envy him at all. You know, you know, Chris Burns or Brian Burns is another one for Carolina. Is he a linebacker? Is he defensive end? I think to me he's an end now because I don't think Carolina's playing at three four anymore. Well, see, this is my question. He plays, let's say he plays outside linebacker in a three four. Yeah. That tells me he's a linebacker. But if you look at the snap counts and he's playing 500 snaps and he plays 300 at outside linebacker, 200 at defensive end, do you do you still consider him an outside linebacker? Yeah, I consider him an end. That's why I think we need to get rid of the word defensive end and outside linebacker and make it an edge. See, I hate, I hate that. I understand that. I really do. And I'm with you. Do you is your primary job to rush the passer? That's, that's see, really how you look at it. Is your primary but we don't job. have that in the NFL. That's that's my thing, and I'm kind of old school like that. You know, if you're three four, you're either an out you're an outside linebacker. If you're in a four three, you could be a defensive end. If you told NFL executives to change the vernacular they would call your they would call von miller and Khalil mack and dante fowler and and you know these these guys that have been tweeners for like years it seems like they would call them edge rushers they don't care if they play end or linebacker they could care less about what they're right. called these executives, they don't give, you know, the, these GMs, they could care less what you want to call them on your depth chart. It's really us and the media that care what we want to call them. We care. The executives don't care. What's your job? Get to the quarterback, kill the quarterback? Okay, you're an edge rusher. That's your job. They don't really care what you want to call them. Well, it seems that Daryl has left us again. I guess he needed another 25-ounce curl. Anyway, that'll about do it for this week's show. We talked enough. Uh, that'll be about it. We hope to bring you another dig podcast sometime soon. Um, we, we kind of are kind of hoping that spring practices were going to be happening to have those to talk about. So we will uh, come up with a topic for that. Uh, but go ahead and go to idpguys.org to pre-order the Dynasty Football Digest and IDP Guys magazine that we have been contributing to. And, of course, check out myfantasyleague.com. Uh, you can go there just to try it out. Hold a draft on there with your friends while you're all quarantined. Have a quarantine draft party. And 
check out my fantasy league and that'll be about it go hawks daryl i was gonna say daryl was here he'd say tighten up but good night now happy corona parties yes stay safe everyone yeah two weeks of draft right.